of A Thousand and One by One, where normally we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die, discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. However, today, we're going to be doing something a little different. I am Adam St. John. And I am Ian Woodington. And uh, today's going to be sort of a two-parter. We are going to both uh, respond to the somewhat recent, now, Academy Award nominations for this year's uh, films, and also give you what we believe are the top 10 films of 2019. How are you feeling about your list? Uh, I'm still in two minds about um, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. My top, my bottom two are definitely locked, and my top five are definitely locked. But yeah. I've, I've been even as I was driving over here, I was thinking about my, my those num- kind of middle three. My number one's been my number one, and two through I'd say two through nine were pretty much solid, and there were a lot kind of fighting for. Well, one and, on. one and two flip-flopped a couple of times. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I did, I did some soul-searching. This is a stacked year. It really is. And I, I left a lot of stuff off. Me which too. I thought, and, like well, Jojo Rabbit, I'll just spoil that right now. I was walking oh. out of Jojo Rabbit, I was convinced that would make my top 10. But now, I don't even know if it would make my top 15. Well, that'll be fun. Okay, so let's not say too much more about that. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, yeah. Um, so first, we're just going to uh, chat briefly about the Academy Awards. Um. We're going to just give a couple of thoughts about the Below the Line nominations first. Ian, anything sort of like production-wise or sound-wise or whatever that kind of stuck out to you? Well, I will say that if 1917 doesn't win Best Cinematography, I don't know what good cinematography is. Well, I I, I mean, I agree. I mean, and I... This will come into play later, maybe later when we talk about director, but yes, I, I do agree that the cinematography in this movie is, is stacked. My comment on cinematography, I was going to say, is I'm so glad to see The Lighthouse. The only thing it was nominated for, but fuck it, that's great. I mean, I think it was kind of a pipe dream to see Defoe get nominated. Um, well, but- here's here's the problem in general, and this is going to lead into our conversation about snubs. I don't know if you want to jump into that right away. Well, I but think we'll say there's a couple notable there's ones. There's big ones, but A24 are a great, we've talked them up so many times Can, we will continue to do and, that. and we'll do because yeah. they just keep making some of the best indie shit out there right now but it feels like their campaign or marketing department really fell short this year because there is nothing for uncut gems you know i i i, I don't think that's true and, and i i know you're not so much on social media but like for about two weeks there when i get on facebook and kind of just start scrolling through like every Every ten seconds of scrolling, it would be something for uncut gems. And now maybe I know, I know the, the world and Google and Facebook can read my fucking mind, but it really was pretty pervasive. I felt like I was seeing it everywhere. Um, well, I the, think it the was, Adam Sandler one I understand because he's not really Academy pedigree sure. or, or whatever kind of phrasing you want to use. But nothing, no director for the Safdie brothers, no screenplay, no, no editing. editing. Yeah. Editing was the big one because I walked out of that going, that that's it for me. The editing's a lock well, for that. Well, I think maybe, we, we got to remember too, and I think maybe this is a good example, even though I, I don't think the Safdies are headed in this exact trajectory, but um, Chris Nolan was really rejected from by the Academy for a long time. I mean, and it wasn't even, you gotta remember, Dunkirk was the first time he was nominated for Best Director. And he'd done, I mean, before this. Well, in hindsight, that kind of makes sense when you look at his films. I mean, they're they're academy-friendly sort of visual effects-wise and and production-wise, but 
I, I get the the shafting on direct because what you're sure. gonna give him a directing no, nomination for I, Interstellar. No, like, well, but I'm like, but the DGA recognized him a couple of times when the Academy didn't, and I'm thinking specifically on The Dark Knight and uh, Inception, and the, the Academy just failed to give him a nomination. Um, I think the Safties. Now I'm not gonna claim to be big on their movies because I've only seen two. I have enjoyed both of them, so I, I think maybe that comes into play. I think they're new. They're I mean they're not new, but they're really up and coming now and. I think a movie about a degenerate gambler and uh, his, you know, uh, about a degenerate gambler, but also that very the, with the very intricate details about gambling. I, I just wonder how much it, it resonated with Academy voters versus critically, because critically, this movie has gotten a lot of recognition. So I, I think that's true. I mean, there was a lot of uncut gem snubbing. Well, happy. I'm happy to backpedal on the, the director, but screenplay and editing, I'm still bowled over by the fact that neither of those it's not reckoned recognized in either of those categories you know all i can say about um original screenplay which is i've said many times is my favorite category ever is a fucking stacked category that's i'll just leave it at that for now um but yeah cinematography will be fun to see i mean i think i think um 1970 is gonna win happy to see the lighthouse in there i just want to say one and I'll, i'll mention this now that this is an honorable mention i didn't make my top 10 um I'm really happy to see the the double love for Honeyland on this list. Um, I, when we briefly talked about it, we got together recently. Yeah, I, I really tried to get it in and uh, this past week, and I just wasn't able to. It's it's on Hulu, and I, I do recommend it because it's a very simple story filled with really neat, specific details about this Macedonian woman doing a very uh, traditional, old-school way of, of getting honey and, and taking care of bees. And this family that moves in next door and sort of the the relationship that she she has with them I, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's ever happened before. I should have done the research. Um, I don't know if a film has ever been nominated for Best Foreign Film and Best Documentary Feature. Um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like something new. It's a nothing, really, nothing else is ringing a bell. Yeah, and I, I'm, I just, in a way, I feel like, I, I, so I'm, I'm thrilled to see that. And if you look at the uh, international features, um, you know, Parasite got a shitload of nominations, obviously. Honeyland got two, and uh, Pain and Glory got two. And, you know, usually... You know, there's there's the, sometimes there'll be one foreign film that gets a couple of nominations, and that's generally the one. Oh, that one's probably gonna win. But usually, it's like you're in that category, and that's it. And I really like seeing the I, I, the cross pollination. Maybe that's a B term. <laughs> Sunny lands in my brain. Oh no, it works. But, no, and, and I'm with you. It's really nice to see an yeah. international film getting a bit more love. I love that that Bong Joon Ho line he said when he accepted um, one of the awards. Uh, once you get past the one inch barrier, brilliant. Yeah, that was. That's standing ovation, and I think he did get a standing ovation yeah. after he said and, that. And, and speak- uh, well deserved. And speaking to somebody who spent this last weekend uh, watching, I, I think I watch, ended up watching about eighteen movies over the weekend, and half of them were foreign films. And it, and I it's not that I was avoiding them, but I mean, just the, the the fact that there are people out there who would just straight up not watch a movie because they got to read is insanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, any other the below the line things that you want to mention before we get to the the big categories? Oh man, I got I got so many. Oh, Ad Astra only getting the one nomination no, and I that had, just being in sound mixing. I that that should have been there should have been a visual effects nod for that as well because it's a gorgeous, it's stunning movie. Now I've I've seen almost all of the movies nominated in general. Ad Astra is one of like the three or four I haven't, but it, we, we but we did we rented it, so it's. It's yeah, there. It, it really struck a chord with me. I really liked it a lot. I think um, I think the marketing kind of let it down a little bit because they, they really marketed it as an action film. Like they showed a couple of the really big, intense moments. And it's, yeah, it has those. And those are really important. I mean, it's awesome to have 
a space pirate shootout on the moon. So sure. look, look forward to that. I, I mean, can't it's wait. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it says a lot about where we're headed as far as space travel is concerned and the, the, the possibilities of what that looks like to colonize the moon and corporate sponsorship when it comes to colonizing the moon. And then it's a very quiet sort of meditative film about just a father and son. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't think a I lot of people were of expecting the film to be quite as meditative as it was. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that is down to the marketing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'd say kind of a surprising one, not because I thought the movie was good and deserved to be nominated, but um, the lack of seeing Frozen 2 nominated in, in animated feature, um, it kind of pleased me in a way. I know there are still there are still two sequels in listed in there. Um, but just have you have you seen all of the animated features? No, no. Okay, uh, I've only seen I've only seen two. I've seen Toy Story four and Klaus. And Klaus, even though it didn't really grab me, the animation in it is incredible. Yeah, we it's watched very unique. We watched the third How to Train Your Dragon the other night with the girls. Um, and I get it. It's 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 fine. Um. Uh, I think uh, I Lost My Body will be in the next couple of days because that's on Netflix too, which I've heard is really good. I'm, I am excited to watch that. Um, but yeah, I, it was kind of crazy to not hear Frozen 2 because I just, you know, it, it shows that Disney isn't totally buying everything. Um, I, I think the one that I, one of the maybe the most egregious nominations is seeing the Irishman nominated for Best Visual Effects. I, I can't get on board with that. Well, have you not seen some of the visual effect breakdown of what they did to de-age no, them? No. Some of it is stunning. I I know, I know, but there's but it'd be like it'd be like nominating a film for something like I'm gonna make I'm you know that the, let's say this movie half the movie half of the screenplay is really really good and the other half is awful. Are, are you gonna nominate it for best let's say original screenplay when half of it sucks? And there are a lot of the de-aging does not look good. It doesn't look good. Oh, I, I like, still, I, I've I, talked to a couple of people about this, and I still disagree. I, it doesn't, no, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. It doesn't take me out of the movie. It doesn't knock it down. But there are moments where it does not look good. And I, I think, I think, and we're talking about visual effects. It's, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I just think it's, I think it's comical that it got nominated. Maybe is what I want to say. Well, I don't. There's a ton of work put into it, and the I fact that they didn't—they didn't want to do the dots on the face. They didn't want to have that distraction, so they had to engineer their own technology in order to not detract from the acting, in order to still make the visual effects plausible. Yeah. So there's there's an element of them, you know, working around the uh, the sort of constraints of the technology, and and in a sense, I don't know that they created their own technology, but they were able to do what wasn't the norm in order to make it work. And I think every scene had to be, if I remember right, every scene had to be shot with like six cameras in order to make it work. That I mean, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with That's anybody fine. who says the de-aging looks like shit. I don't think it looks like shit, but I do think that if it's not going to look perfect through, not perfect might be the wrong word, but. Well, cause perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah, per, I, per, Ask Oliver Stone. Perfect that. doesn't exist. Um, I don't know. I just I think that there's probably other movies that maybe deserved a nomination that are more visually effect inclined. Um, I think it was just kind of a, a, a weird thing to see. Now, having said that, if they were like, oh, it's either got to be Ad Astra or Irishman. Yeah, I'm probably going Ad Astra. I haven't seen Ad Astra, and I would already agree with you on yeah, that. <laughs> I, I figured you would. Um, I don't have any below the line things else that I want to say. So I'm gonna I'm looking at you. Yeah, I don't I don't have a ton that stand out to me. I mean, we're gonna get into Joker, so. I'm sure we will. Yeah, yeah we will. 
Yeah. Because we're going to break down the best picture. Uh, yeah, probably okay. too. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So, if you want to jump into uh, adapted screenplay. um, You know, I I think I look at the list. I'm totally fine with the, the five that I see. Um, I, I got to say. E- even Joker? Because Joker isn't based on one, as far as I know, one Joker story in particular. I mean, as if you're if you're going to justify it being in there, it's adapted off of an already existing character, but not not any one source material in particular. I, I guess my my rebuttal would be, uh, you know, what what goes in there? A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, because that's, I mean, it seemed like there are maybe six movies looking for five slots at adapted screenplay, and. I would have sure. I would have liked to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood nominated for adapted screenplay. Um, it is kind of TV movie of the week, though. It sure. Um, I just I I don't think there was enough, uh, enough contenders kind of vying for the spot. So it doesn't it doesn't really bug me. Um, I I I think it's a I think there's a uh, well. I I can't say that this is going to win. I think there's a clear favorite uh, that I I like out of this one. Well, my my hope and my both my because I'll I'll break down my Oscar ballot and I'll have what I want to yeah, win and me then too. What, yeah, yeah yeah and then what I think is going to win. And for me, I'm going both on. Little I'm women. doubling down on Little Women. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And I think that's in part not just because it's a great adaptation because it is, but because there's no love for Greta Gerwig in director, which is horseshit. It really is horseshit. Um. And I, we'll talk about that in a second. But I do think, uh, just you know, I've never read Little Women, but I do understand wh- how, what she did and how she broke it up. It made the movie more entertaining. I'm, I'm, as a as a viewer of the film, and as and understanding how the novel progresses, I really liked the movie that way. I yeah, think it's no, a great I, adaptation. One I think is the I haven't read the novel. Is the novel linear? Yes. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then that was genius. Because to to try and do that thing in a linear fashion, I would have probably nodded off. Well, it just keeps yeah, it keeps yeah. you going. Yeah, I and, like I like the cross cutting and, 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 the, and, and the jumping back and forth between time and but, things but, like that. But the jumping back and forth was st- it seemed to be there seemed to be a a, a a reason why it happened. There are movies that will do it for no reason, jump back and forth because it's it's cool, you know. But I really thought that uh, thematically within the film, or like especially with Joe thinking of something, there was there was usually a connection as to why we were doing what we were doing with the timeline. Yeah, right? no, it felt like how memory works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, original screenplay, I, I I can't say much about it. I'm I'm fucking thrilled. Um, I, there's one I would probably take out, as I don't think it, it's. A, a, the, like I don't think it's a great screenplay, but I still like the the films nominated in this list. I would take out 1917. Yeah, I can understand that. I wouldn't, but I understand that argument. What would you put in its place? I don't know. I you know a movie that I haven't seen that I I probably I will try to soon um, is The Farewell, which I've heard is I've heard is good. Um, I know that's original. I mean, in terms of of what I've seen, I, I don't know, but I I, I just I, I'm not so thrilled by the screenplay i guess i think it's fine but i also think um i think and it doesn't again this doesn't detract from the movie but in terms of of like screenplay what was on what was on the page it does seem very everything seems very happenstance the way that it progresses in the movie the the, the army just happens to be there after they land at the barn and the french woman just happens to be there's a lot of just happen to to be there moments and that's fine it seems kind of rudimentary screenplay writing to me it didn't detract from the movie, but I think so, I think if we're nominating well, the all things that are necessary that have to keep progressing yeah. the plot and keep you feeling I mean, well, that time it. is put, time w- is not on your side. I'd put uncut gems in for 1917. There you go. That's what I That'll would do. That'll do. 
But are you are you going once upon a time in Hollywood? Yeah, um, yes, I know for for a while it seemed like the uh, Marriage Story would this was going to be its to lose, and I think it, I think it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, maybe Parasite. Yeah, those those are my number one and number two yeah. in that order. Yeah, yeah, and um, then Knives Out. I mean, I'm happy to see it nominated. I'm in two minds about. I'm still in two minds about Knives Out. All Went right. and saw that opening day. And just let's not delve too deep because we got our top. Yeah, tens. I know we got we got stuff to delve into, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I almost felt like that movie would have benefited from being a miniseries. Maybe, maybe four or five episodes rather than it. Just it feels very truncated, and like a lot of character beats have to get sacrificed in order to progress. A, a I'll just say an overcomplicated story. Eh. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. All right. Um. You know, I, I, so supporting actress, I, I'm i not thrilled about this category. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. I, and this has nothing to do with her already being nominated for actress in a leading role, but Scarlett Johansson was just not that good in Jojo Rabbit. Like, her accent, for a start, all over the place. Well, okay. So let's, I, I, well, that's, that's a bigger Jojo Rabbit conversation. Nobody's, I thought, was great. I think that's part of the comedy is that nobody's nailing that German accent. I, I attributed it to we're watching Americans and, and English actors and um, uh, um, I guess it is just Brits and Americans that I can, that I can think uh, of. New Zealanders. Oh, yeah. Oh, Taika. That's right. Yeah. Um, just kind of like all over the place. See, I, I wish he had leaned into it because all the New Zealand actors just do their own accents. Yeah. So why not just let everybody just do their own accent and just lean into it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I also, I'm not, I think Laura Dern is just fine in Marriage Story. I don't think that she's spectacular. Oh, well, she's my prediction. Well, sure. Gonna I, win. She's I'm, gonna, I'm almost she's certain. won everything. Yeah. Um, but in terms of who I think has, I mean, it, I mean, if I'm looking at only at this list of people who are nominated, I'd probably give it to Margot Robbie. I, I really like her in Bombshell. And I didn't see Bombshell, so I, I, what I, I'm going Florence Pugh in Little Women. As, a, as your... As, as my pre- choice, yeah. as who I want to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't have much to say on Supporting Actress. I don't, I'm not thrilled with the category. Unlike Supporting Actor, which is just... I, I think it's pretty stacked. Well, okay, so a year ago, and I think we probably talked about this, when they announced, or however long ago it was, they announced Hanks playing Fred Rogers. I was yeah. like, okay, well, it's America's Biggest Sweetheart playing America's Biggest Sweetheart. Everybody else just may as well go home. It's like Daniel Day-Lewis. Nobody else may as well bother show up. Yeah. Um, but now that I've seen the movie, and like I said earlier, it's a very TV movie of the week, he's just fine in it. I think he elevates it. Oh, totally. Because he's Tom Hanks, yeah. and he can do that. Um I was going Pesci all the way until the campaign kicked in and I Brad Pitt is just becoming America's sweetheart all over again. I mean, he's he's going to win. Yeah. Pesci might be my favorite of the bunch. Yeah. Or, or yeah, my 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 preference. Um I have some two popes thought. I'm uh, two popes thoughts I'm going to say for our uh, the top 10 list. All right. Um but yeah. Um actress I haven't seen Harriet, so I'm not going to – I don't know. I can't make a – I've only seen Marriage Story and Little Women at this point. So oh, okay. It seems like it's Renee Zellweger's based on everything yeah. else that she's been winning, but my my choice is Scarlett Johansson. For all the shit that I just talked about, Scarlett Johansson and yeah. Jojo Rabbit, I love her in Marriage Story. I would love to see a, uh, a Glenn Close, the wife 
losing out to Olivia Coleman type situation where ScarJo comes in last minute and wins the Oscar. Um, and not because I don't think Renelle Zegger was good, but because I think the four acting uh, categories are unfortunately locked. And it, I think it is kind of bland. Um, now, I have seen Judy. The movie's not great. Um, she does she does do a really good job. She reminded me a lot of um, when uh, Marion Cotillard played, um, I, I can't think of her name. Uh, Edith Pia. Yeah, and Levine Rose. The movie's not great, but I thought Marion Cotillard in that was phenomenal. I, I loved her in that movie. Yeah, La Vie on Rose is, is rather dry. It is. Um, but she's great. And it, it's it almost seems like it's like, oh, it's been a decade since she did that. So we need to do another movie about another famous singer in the in the, the chitty part of their life. Um, I, she's fine in it. You know, I, I think Charlize Theron is fine in what she does. But she I think I think this is I think this is a, a, a moment where. The real life care, like the fact that she's playing a real person, overshad- like really overshadows the performance because, as we've mentioned before, it's like looking at Megan Kelly. You're not even really paying attention to what's going on with her character in it. You're just like, every time she comes on, it's like, that's crazy. But it's not like you're not really appreciating the performance. It's a lot of things that you're looking at at the same time. Um, well, and just to wrap up the discussion on Renee Zellweger, I mean, Judy Garland is just held in such high esteem that I I think you could have thrown anybody at the role and they were going to get yeah an, a win for it. Yeah. I, I do think it's, I think, I, I think she's going to win. I, I, I think if anybody's going to upset her, I think it's Scar- Scarlett Johansson. Well, well, that's the hope. Yeah. Um, what do you think about best actor? What are you looking at there? So the only one I haven't seen is pain and glory. Same here. Yeah. And without having seen pain and glory, I'm really disappointed. And I knew it's a huge long shot. George Mackay in, 1917 bowled me over he has we talk about thankless roles in in our episodes he has he has a lot to do he has one of the biggest thankless jobs i think in recent film history yeah he has an unfathomable amount of work to do yeah carrying that film i i so i I, I agree without having seen pain and glory i'd take antonio right out and i'd throw george mckay and he would be my my sort of dark horse the guy that i'd be secretly pulling for even though i know he wouldn't win i i i i've heard a lot of good things about pain and glory i i think it's a moldavar film yeah yeah i'm i'm happy he got a nomination he doesn't banderas doesn't strike me as somebody i think about him more as like a, a movie star slash action guy um so I, I am excited that he well, got he also, nominated. He also doesn't campaign, does he? No, he it, he has been for this. He has been okay. Yeah, because I I had heard that he doesn't bother. I, I think I think maybe he knew, I, there's something maybe about the role in the movie. Maybe he just knew that there was something to glom onto with this. Um, what an unfortunate year for Adam Driver, because I think in any other year, I think this would be his. That, that's still who I want to win. I really want. Adam Driver without with not having George Mackay I really yeah. really want Adam Driver to take this I mean this is uh so yeah I haven't seen Pain and Glory I I mean I I, I thought Leo was great um again saving this later. I thought Jonathan Price was really good um but it's 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 Joaquin I mean yeah, well and I think Price is the the dark horse at the moment I don't think it's gonna happen but that would be in my mind right now that would be a massive upset that'd be crazy yeah that would be that would be out of this fucking world. And I would, I, I would love it. I would not, I would yeah. not rail against that at all because I've loved Jonathan Price my whole life. I mean, from yeah. seeing him in Brazil as a little kid, I've always loved this guy. Yeah, I, I, I like what he brings to the screen, and he, and he, I think he, I think he, he's an actor's actor, and what I mean by that is, I think he, he is constantly looking for 
for for roles and things to challenge him to do something different. Did you see the the Tom Hardy FX show to boo? Do you hear no. about that one? I know of it. I haven't seen it. Jonathan Price is so fucking good in oh, that. Like nice. he, as good as Hardy is, Jonathan Price is with him beat nice. for beat. Nice. Um, but I think I think in terms of like predictions, and yeah, it's Joaquin's, and honestly, the more talk that happens around Joker, the less I'm giving a shit about it. Okay, well that'll be f- okay. All right, nice, nice. Um, so best director, I, I, I'm going to make a statement that I think you'll agree with. Here it is: take out Joker, put in Little Women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I and I'm 100%. not 100. And I'm not and and please, I, there's been there's been a lot of um, I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and there's been a lot of men <laughs> saying to take out Joker and put in Little Women, and I and there some some of them, there's the air of I'm saying this because I have to. Um, no, yeah, no, no I I genuinely mean it. I don't think Todd Phillips did anything spectacular, and I and I think this that's and those two in particular, I think it's. It's like you're looking at somebody who was doing a lot of homage slash ripoff work in the Joker versus um, Greta Gerwig, who I don't I don't feel like she was I, I don't know how to phrase it. And I, I tried telling this to you when we were when we were over when we were uh, together the, last weekend. Just comparing Little Women to Lady Bird, the the uh, the like the huge fucking leap I feel like she took. You know, you gave her some money, you gave her more freedom, and it like she did not waste any of it. It was like watching any of the you know very classic directors that you could think of direct a hell of a movie. And I, I mean, I, I don't want to say fuck equality, but what I mean is like do, she shouldn't have been nominated because she was a woman. She should have been nominated because she did a hell of a job. Well, yeah, and it doesn't. What's interesting about Little Women. As I'm kind of spitballing as we're we're talking about it now, but mm-hmm. Little Women doesn't feel like a natural progression from Lady Bird as far as oh you you wouldn't think that that would be the next movie that she would make just because yeah. they're so different in tone and style and even period and stuff like that. But it makes sense. It's such a I don't know. It's such a great leap and it just I feel like she just completely blossomed as a filmmaker when she made Lady Bird and now she goes okay now let me show you what I can really do now that you're starting to take well, me seriously not I, that anybody didn't take her seriously yeah. but now that she can command a certain authority and a certain budget like look at what I can do look at all the colors I can paint with I listened to an interview with her and I, and I want to say that she had actually written her this adapt, adaptation of little of little women before doing Lady Bird um and that, in a way, it, I nobody told her this. I don't think, but it was like she did Lady Bird, and then she had the clout to yeah. go and do this, yeah. which was yeah. yeah. Um, but in, so now, okay, so we, I wanted to get that out of the way because I do feel very strongly about it. I have to, and then I have to imagine that we're in the agreement that this is a a 1917 parasite. Who's going to take it, or is that is that? Not yeah, it? I I think so. And I and 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 can we let's kind of tie that in the best picture, because. I do think this is going to be a year where picture director, again, they don't match. I think if 1917 wins Best Picture, I think Bong is going to win director. And if for some awesome reason Parasite wins Best Picture, I think we're going to see Sam Mendes win Best Director. So uh, I would rather see it the, the the first way. I'd rather see 1917 with picture and, and Bong with director if that's the way it has would. to go. Of course you would. Well, 1917 is just a fucking better movie. Ooh. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about our top 10. In, I'm excited. In every way. Ooh. Oh, 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 you go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you're gonna fucking despise my top ten. I can't. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. I know. There's one. I'm, there's one not on mine that you're gonna be. Oh, about. it's down here on. You didn't already see it, did you? No, I haven't seen okay, the list. Right. Um. So, uh, any any other best picture things you want to say? I mean, it seems like, you know, yeah. Well, I think I I mentioned in a previous episode how kind of not impressed at all I was with Ford Ferrari. Like, I mean, it's it's fun. In like an easy breezy, ah, just shove popcorn in my face and forget about life for two hours kind of way. But oh, I didn't. I thought I, I was. I thought it was compelling. It's okay. I enjoyed it. I like it. Just it's a lot of squandered potential. And I'm also I'm also I I looked. I mean, we they expanded uh, best picture to from five to ten in two thousand nine. Yes. Right. And so for and, but, but and, the only two years they've taken advantage of that is twenty ten and twenty eleven. No, but okay. So let me hold on. So. The, but the reason, so in those two years, it was going to be ten, and then after that, it was the preferential where it could be anywhere between five and ten. Right, so, and they've been bouncing back and forth between eight and nine. Yes, so it's never been ten since they 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 changed the preferential. Yeah, I just so yeah, just throwing that out. There. But again, I mean, I would be if they are if they has to be nine. If Ford Ferrari went out and Uncut Gems came in, I. I wouldn't bat an eye about sure. that. I mean, that's sure. I mean, that's a huge statement to make. Yeah. But well, or wh- why does one have to come out? Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. Uncut Gems went in there, great. Sure. Sure. Um, all right. Also, good, oh. we, a Joker with eleven nominations. Just in general, does that statement not infuriate you just a little bit? Uh, it okay. I. It has the most. I mean, it does I've, have I've, the most. I've got them yeah. all here. I mean, Joker's got eleven. Uh, with 10 each is The Irishman, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. Uh, with four is Ford Ferrari. And then the other three? The other the other four have six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, hang on. No, right. Your other, yes. Jo- Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Marriage Story, and Parasite. So the other four yeah. Have, yeah. have six each. I just, just saying that, I just, it feels wrong. Joker has 11 nominations. I- it doesn't feel wrong in the same way that saying that about uh, how many did Return of the King have? Fourteen. Thirteen? Uh, no, no. Return of the King actually is a was a weird thing where it it won everything it was nominated for, so it only actually had eleven nominations. Right, and that that doesn't sound as weird because I get that Return of the King kind of stands in for the whole trilogy well, it, in a way. But it's also there are there are that movie was never going to not win all the technical things. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, like yeah, and, yeah. and even things like it won best song. Okay, I couldn't tell you what the song is even called, but yeah. in a year like that, it's like, sure. I mean, it, picture director and adapted screenplay, everything else below that, I mean, it, it's all the technical stuff. Right. So, but but yeah. what I'm saying is it doesn't leave... It doesn't leave a nasty taste. I don't feel like I'm sucking on rusty coins when I say that as compared to <laughs> fucking Joker. Joker has 11 nominate. It's I'm sorry, it's just not that fucking good. It, it's it, uh, uh, I don't wanna, it, it uh, uh, it's too many nominations. Yeah. It's too many nominations. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's let's hop into our top 10s. Um do, do you have any any uh, any honorable mentions that we won't talk too much about that you just want to throw out there? Oh yeah, uh and Liz kind of gave me some some pushback on that because it's technically a made for TV movie, even though it did get a limited theatrical run as Deadwood the movie. And I, I talked about it. I just I had such such a visceral reaction. And that's and that's what I based a lot of my top ten oh, on this me year. Too. Is me I, too. I thought about that a little bit more. Like what did I react in a really, really big way? It's like what really touched me, what was visceral, what shocked me. Yeah you know, what made me laugh my fucking ass off. But Deadwood did all of that. 
I laughed. I cried. I cried while laughing and vice versa. Just it was everything I wanted it to be in a follow up to that series. It's just I, I don't hate any of it and I love all of it. And it could have gone on for four fucking hours as far as I was concerned. And I would have ate up all of it and yeah. said, thank you. May I have some more? So one of my honorable mentions, uh, which I know isn't going to be in your top 10, is, is Ford versus Ferrari. Um, and it, I think they're just the only reason it didn't crack into the top 10 is there's just a lot of other movies that I, I had more of that emotional response to. Right. Um, and I think Ford Ferrari, if we were to do a top 15, it pro- would probably sneak in there. It would be in my 15. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more now because I, I do I, – I don't – again, I don't think it's going to be in your top 10 – this this was one of like a few that really were fighting to be my number ten is the two popes, um yeah two popes, I, I liked it but it it ultimately it was also kind of the movie itself the performances are great but the movie itself is kind of forgettable see I I really really liked it I I mean I really did and I think I honestly think what kept it off of my list is um when. When Jonathan Price is talking to uh, Anthony Hopkins, and and uh, he basically he's refusing to basically step in to be, be to be the new pope, new pope, and Anthony Hopkins is like, is it because of your past? All the flashback stuff was it was too long. I don't think we needed. Oh, it yeah. really went on for a long time, and I was like, I, all the all the black and white stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm not against a long movie, but it seemed like they could have literally cut it in half and it would have told the same story oh um, I, yeah 100 percent agree and, and, I, and i think part of mine is part of why it wouldn't make my list anyway is is a sort of prejudice just what's against that, what's that religion yeah, in I, general I know, I know you know what i mean and this centuries long we have to assume that this this shit they've been covering up has been going on for centuries so fuck them yeah yeah uh, uh, so any uh, uh, honorable mentions? What else do you got? I got Ad Astra. Okay. I mean, I, I, it was on, it was in the bottom two for a long time. Yeah. I, over the the course of the several versions of the list that I went through, so yeah, I, I really liked it, and I liked it a lot more as I was talking about when we were talking about visual effects and yeah. things like that. I mm-hmm. think the marketing let it down, and a lot of people weren't prepared for what they were walking into, which is sure. a shame because I think. And I've watched it twice now. Yeah. And it just it's one of those movies I think I'm gonna watch every few years and find more and more to appreciate about it as I as I pull back the layers of it. Yeah. Um anything else? Any other honorable not, mentions? Not not without spoiling something. Okay. So um I already I mentioned Honeyland. Um so I won't say much more about that. That that's an honorable mention. It didn't it, it wanted to, wanted to crack in. Um I don't think Knives Out, did that make your ten? No. Okay. That that, that was up there. That was that, close. That wasn't even in contention for I, me. I really enjoyed it as a watch. I um, love, you know what? I love the last shot. Just oh, it's, oh, it's great. For, yeah. But I'm like, the movie didn't, didn't earn that. And as soon as Christopher Plummer's, <sighs> as soon as Christopher Plummer is out of it, the kind of, the heart and soul of the movie is kind of gone. Though I love, I love Anna de Armas. She's fantastic. In I, it. I really liked it. A stand, a really standout performance this year. I think, I think Knives Out and Ford versus Ferrari live in the same world of like, I, I really enjoyed myself watching it. It didn't impact my life. You know, but it they were very enjoyable movies. Now, I will say this, because Liz didn't go see it with me. I am going to watch it again. Uh, Knives Out. Out. Okay. So I am going to watch it again, and I'm hoping that I'm going to find some more things yeah. to enjoy. Oh, and it. to be fair, I haven't rewatched any of these. So this this list is lives up in limbo right now, but this uh, is it. Let me, well, while we're thinking about that. Okay, I've seen Once Upon in Hollywood twice. Okay. And Ad Astra twice. Now, I, I, I want to, I wanna, we're going to jump into our top tens, 
But oh, I'm, you don't want to do the disappointments first. Oh, no, 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 no. I just... Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't have... I, it's, it's not like a bottom five or a bottom ten, because I don't. I didn't really see enough this year in order to, to sure. really quantify them like that. But there are a handful of things that... I was extremely disappointed. I may have already mentioned Dolomite is my name in a past episode. Like, he, I really wanted a lot more from that. Like, a return to form for Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy's great in it. Yeah. But the movie itself is just, eh. I, I thought it was fine. I don't care. I, I was like, it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Glass was another one. This one. Might Haven't have. seen it. Now, I love Unbreakable, and I still think Unbreakable is Shyamalan's best movie. Okay. Which I know comes as a shock to some people because I know a lot of people love Signs and they love Sixth Sense. But when he announced that he was tying these things together, like, because Split is good. It's not a great movie. I but like it's, Split. It, it's fun. It's an enjoyable movie. When, yeah. he, when he talked about tying them together, I, for some, I don't know why, I just got childishly excited that we were going to revisit that world of Unbreakable. And it just, eh. It was okay. It's about on par with Split, but I think my expectations for some reason were just obscenely high. Sure, sure. And I, I can't explain to you why. I think it was just that, like, holy shit, I haven't seen Unbreakable in a decade, and I rewatched that, and I got excited about it all over again. It was like, it was like Jurassic World, right? Oh, my God. I hadn't seen Jurassic Park in the better part of, I don't know, 15 years, and yeah. so and I realized I didn't own it either, so... We bought tickets for Jurassic World, and the night before ran out to like Best Buy and bought a copy of Jurassic Park. And Liz and I both got that like nostalgic tears like running down our faces as the John Williams music comes. Yeah, all that shit. And we were riding that high and beautiful wave of nostalgia, and then we just got obliterated on the rocks. Yeah, with fucking Jurassic. It was that kind of not as not as uh, as much of an emotional roller coaster, but something similar sure. to that idea. Um, and then another one. I mean, I'm just gonna gloss over Star Wars because what a shit show that's been for the last few years. I haven't seen it, so yeah. It's fine. And then uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, really? I I I get it, and I, it deals. I haven't a seen lot, it. It but... deals a lot with. Um, nostalgia and stories being passed down from generation to generation and certain things being held in higher esteem than they should be and and you know these white lies being told that eventually become truth in sure. people's minds and like and I get all of that and I and I appreciated that but it just as far as the way they told the story it didn't it didn't move me sure like it took me a couple hours to go okay yeah I get it and and it's good. It's just you went a really roundabout way in telling it, yeah, which kind of disappointed me. I had I had much higher expectations for that, especially the way that social media had had reacted to it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I only have a few. Uh, one, which is it, uh, it's we did it for the other podcast for Below Freezing. It's the fanatic. Um, that that's just a bad movie. Um, so it's not like it disappointed me, but it's just it's just not good. You want to see John Travolta at his most committed awkwardness? It's on Prime. It's it is a feat to behold. Again, directed by Fred Durst. Fred Durst. And the guy he's stalking is Devin Sawa, right? Yes, it is. So not exactly, you know. Devin Sawa is listening to Limp Biscuit in the movie. There's a comment on it. Oh, boy. That's the kind of movie you're watching. Great. Um, and then my, my only other two, and I, I was actually, I would call these disappointments because I was, I was expecting them to be better. They're both sequels. Um, Frozen 2, which I know is kind of a weird one, but I enjoyed Frozen so much. Frozen is a staple in our house that... 
Frozen 2, beyond having two really great funny moments in it, is very convoluted and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I know you mentioned the the happening-esque relation to it, that it is kind of like the bad guy is the wind. It, it's it's not a bad guy and it's not the wind, but that's the problem is it is kind of like what what is going on. And my biggest disappointment was It Chapter 2. Yeah, I heard nothing but... I loved It. I thought it was genuinely scary and fun. And I thought this was just... It Chapter 2 didn't... I don't think it knew what it wanted to be. Um, Bill Hader's just throwing out one-liners left and right, and I'm like, what? As like, as like, you know, Pennywise is... So suffice to say, you're probably not going to go out of your way to see the complete six-and-a-half-hour recut version with both of the... No. No, yeah. nah, no. I, don't think, I don't think so. See, I wasn't... I still haven't seen the second one, but I wasn't really that moved by the first one. It was a, oh. The first one, like, I felt like it blew its wad way too early, and then there's way too much fucking CGI in it. Well, no, that's true, and I I didn't mind that. I do think like an unnecessary amount. I think the and I I know we're not gonna. I don't want to talk about the the Tim Curry version of of it, but it, this this series has the same problem that the miniseries had the the made for TV one, which is that the shit with the kids is great. When they become adults, it it feels weird. It doesn't which feel is, which is crazy considering the McAvoy, Chastain, yeah, uh, Hater. I don't know who is there. Anybody else? Those are the big three. Not really of name. Okay. I mean, you might recognize faces. Yeah, there's, but I don't. they're they're faces I recognize, yeah. but but yeah. names I don't. And while I'm before I lose that thought, and while we're on Stephen King, you didn't see Doctor Sleep, did you? No, I'm. I don't know why. I'm really excited to see. It. We missed it. No, it, uh, I know it's I, on. You can rent it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm excited to to hear that there's also a longer cut that's divided up into chapters, and it actually feels like reading the novel from from what I've read. So that nice. that'll be interesting. Nice. And apparently, there's a lot more at the end when he does go back to the Overlook, and I I love this idea that he was able to convince Stephen King that hey, I can't make this book without making it a sequel to Stanley's The yeah. Shining because that's that's how so many people know this, even though because King is famous for fucking hating yeah. Kubrick's movie. Yeah. yeah. So that that to me is a tr- even if you didn't get the movie made or or the movie got you know critically panned, which I feel it was kind of lukewarm, kind of middle of the water thing. But the fact that you convinced Stephen King that that was the right thing to do that is an achievement in itself. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that one. So anyway, that's enough of movies we haven't seen or were disappointed yeah. by. Let's get. To our top Let's 10. Let's get to the heart of this thing. And I'm going to, before we get right into it, my last honorable mention, Uncut Gems. Didn't make your top 10. Didn't make my top 10. Well, that that actually segues nicely because it is my number 10. Hey, okay. Oh, Ori- Uncut Gems? Yeah. Originally, oh, wow. I thought it was going to be so much yeah, higher. I thought it was going to be too. And then, yeah, it's just when I started thinking about how much I loved, and that's not to say that it's not a great movie just because it's sure. number 10. It's still on the list. Yeah. It is a great movie. Yeah. Um. I'm going to be totally honest with you. This movie might actually be better than I think it is. We we borrowed a screener. And this was a night where our kids were up constantly. So we were constantly pausing and dealing with children, which I get that with a movie like this, where it's about tension building, I felt like my momentum was cut off a lot. Uh, that's unfortunate. And so, and it, it like I said, it's an honorable mention because I appreciate what I appreciate about it. But it, it, it just... That that 
visceral like tension that I kept hearing about, I didn't get to experience. Uh, not, re- not really. I, I, if you when you get the chance to go back and rewatch it with a with a in an uninterrupted yeah. environment, I think it'll go up in your estimation, and you'll probably. I hope so. I think you'll rethink your top ten. Yeah. But so I don't. Yeah. And I, and I, we, we talked a shit ton about Uncut Gems on a previous episode. Yeah, that's we don't, true. We that's don't have true. to delve into it too much more, but oh, fuck, it's so good. And the soundtrack kicks ass. And, it's, a, it's a fun, it's the same and, guy who did um, uh, high, uh, Good Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And KG, still, I, I got to talk him up. He he's, surprised the shit out of me. He's great, he's great in, it. in it. Fantastic. And I love, the, I love the heavies. The end sequence with those two heavies where he's got them locked in that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. fucking fantastic. Tell me you got to see at least the last 10 minutes uninterrupted. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to see okay. probably like the last 20. Okay. Maybe even the last 30. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was that built Hirsch up to it. As his dad. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's so perfect. Good. Yeah. Um. So and, and if, if if mine, if what I have is higher on your list, we'll, we'll save the chat. Until yeah, later. So yeah. My number 10 is Little Women. That's my number nine. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, that works out. Yeah. Perfect. Um. And of course, we just talked a shit ton about little. Yeah, women. we did. Just how those four, the, those four girls. Who's who's the fourth one? Because it's Florence Pugh, uh, Shirshaw Ronan, and uh, and uh, Emily Watson, the the fourth actress, who again is a face I know and a name that I don't. She really knocked me for six again. I think I think if we were to do an episode on that, I think I would give her the thankless role or maybe the oh yeah the yeah. The, uh, the unsung hero. Because she's in in this stacked cast, she has a shit ton of work to do. So yeah, so uh, her name is Eliza Scanlon. Um, and and while you got it up, what else has she done? Well, yeah, that's what I was uh, that's what I was gonna say. Um, I, I think is this an H- Sharp Objects? Is an HBO show? Oh, I loved Sharp Objects. Who um, was she in that? Uh, Emma. Oh, okay. That's where I know her from. Then okay. she's uh, yeah. Amy Adams' uh, little sister. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I mean, there's some other things, but that's the, that's like the big thing I, yeah, yeah, I see yeah. on there. So you guys, you haven't seen that yet? No. It. I would move that up your. If it wasn't on your radar, definitely move it up because it was. What a show! That is HBO at their absolute best. And Amy Adams is stunning, and so is uh, Patricia Clarkson. Clarkson, yeah. Is so she's Clarkson's always or Clark Parkson. Clarkson's always on point. Yeah, she's great. She, she is, and yeah. she is. I think she's the best she's ever been in that miniseries. I, which, in a career like hers, I know is a big thing to say, but she is stunningly good. Um, I, I think the the only thing I want to say about Little Women, and and this isn't this is going to be an outlet, and I'll I'll just say it. I I don't think Timothy Chalamet is that good. I don't. I think he's I think he's fine. Yeah, I know his best work is still ahead somebody, of him. He's still got some work. I don't think we're going to see his best work for another decade. I hope so because I I find him kind of insufferable if i'm being honest and and a lot of that has to do with the way that i perceived him and the character he played in call me by your name yeah because you weren't you weren't too hot on that no i don't like that movie at all um but yeah i'm not i'm not a chalamet fan i uh i maybe that'll change but right now i still want to see him in the netflix movie the king because i heard that was fantastic oh i've not heard that oh you didn't hear it was good then I, i i'm i'll be i know he's got this is a big year coming up for him because he's got he's the got French Dune. Dune and what is it? The French the French Dispatch. Yes. So he's got a Wes Anderson film and, and a and fucking and a Dune. film. Yeah, which so that when we come round to we're we're gonna do another episode like this here in a few weeks and we're gonna talk about our mm. most anticipated movies yeah. of yeah. this year. And I, I'll spoil it for you already. I cannot fucking wait for Dune. Well, wait, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that great. Yeah. Um. So your number nine. I doubt we'll make your list, and um, 
I don't have a lot of comedies, and I didn't laugh a whole lot at the movies, but I really enjoyed this one. And my number nine is Longshot. Oh, that's they just dropped that on HBO a little while ago. I know. I need to see that. I was just talking to somebody at work about that who really liked I it. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Seth, Seth Rogen and the way that he actually has chemistry with these women who are leaps and bounds more attractive than he is, I, I, is, I think is, it's incredible. Him it, and, it's him and Charlize. Yeah. yeah. But him and Rose Byrne and Neighbors I love and I believe and I think it's great. This... Those two, I, I, the moments they earn. There's a great, there's a great moment where they're dancing, uh, they're slow dancing to Roxette in the kitchen of a, uh, of like this fancy, fancy house where there's like a big event going on because they can't be together. It's, I don't know, I, I, I really, really liked it. It's, it's not a convincing movie. It's or not convincing. It's not like it's grand. It's very silly, but I needed a silly movie on my list. I needed a comedy, and I, I just. I didn't really have anything like that. There are movies on this list that are like dark comedies or satirical, but not like a just a comedy. I can't say I'm blown away by it being on your list what I've heard about it. I am surprised that it's higher than Little Women. And again, I think it's because I appreciated the filmmaking in Little Women, but I wasn't I wasn't moved. Like like uh, okay, how do I how, okay, <laughs> I want to back backpedal on that. I was moved, but not noticeably. Like I, I got all the beats. Like, like it didn't, it didn't shake you. No, for me, the most emotional stuff was with Chris Cooper and the young, and with Eliza Scanlon. I love that stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. But the stuff I like when, when, um, and Lo- Odenkirk. When, I just remembered Odenkirk so is in right. that movie. I fucking like when, love Odenkirk. When, when Laurie is pleading with Joe to be together, I was like, I get it, I get it, I appreciate it. I, I, okay, like I wasn't like I wasn't moved to tears or anything, you know. So, but like I was, I was laughing constantly with Longshot. I had a bigger reaction to it. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna bump that up on my radar now. We're gonna go see uh, Guy Ritchie's new movie, The Gentleman Tomorrow, because I, I just fucking love Guy Ritchie. How can he not? Yeah, I mean, I love his, I love his British gangster stuff because I love a bunch of naughty gangsters doing a bunch of naughty gangster shit. Oh yeah. I mean, I care less about this. How Disney getting his hooks in him and his fucking oh my uh, God. Sherlock Holmes. I, how movies. did I not mention Aladdin? How did that? Oh. It's a disappointment. Oh, did you see it? Oh yeah. How it's God, fucking terrible, dude. Level with me. How bad is it's it? It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Because we for the girls, we watched we watched Aladdin and The Lion King. Um, the Lion King isn't bad. It's just it's pointless. I don't get why yeah. they did it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Timon and Pumbaa are the best part of that well, movie. Well, and it's longer, right? It is long, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, they managed to pad it out to almost two hours yeah. or a yeah. little more than two but hours. Aladdin is a shit show. It is. Ooh, Which is, also makes me more excited for him going back to naughty British gangsters. Because yes. that's that's yes. what he does, man. This is what yeah. Guy Ritchie does. And I'm hoping it's going to fill the void left by rock and roll. Because he'd promised us a whole trilogy of rock and roll of films oh, that haven't happened. That. So I'm hoping the gentleman is going to kind of yeah. fill that void. But anyway, the point was, is that I think when I get back from the gentleman, we'll, we'll pop long shot on. Oh yeah. I'm, Do it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I really like it. Because this is the second person this week that's mentioned that. To nice. Me. Yeah. Nice. All right. What's your number eight? Midsummer. Did I didn't make my list, uh, but I'm going to say that you're probably not surprised that it's on mine. Cause this is, this is a me type of movie. I I'm, I'm generally surprised that, I mean, again, I, I just Midsummer and Lighthouse are really, really good. I, I'm bummed I, they didn't find a place on my list, but but yeah, but no, I I've seen Midsummer. I certainly liked it. Well, I texted you immediately after watching it. I'm like, man, this movie has just 
shaken me and inspired me and and shocked me and made me laugh and i just i fucking loved it i yeah. mean it's i genuinely and you know my love of wicker man i know yeah. i talked about wicker man at length in fact you can uh check out our our, our brother podcast cinemust i uh, did that with mike so shout out to mike there yeah. that was a fun episode i'm uh, excited that maybe we can do an episode the three of us together sometime that'd be great yeah or get them on this show or, or yeah either way yeah we'll yeah i'd be happy out. to do that again but yeah no, it really is our generation's wicker man oh totally yeah absolutely and not just i for all the reasons that you think it would be you know tonally and the and the content and just the the performances in it just it's I can't say enough about. It. I absolutely was bowled over by Mince. I still haven't seen the director's cut, so I'm I'm pumped to see that. Man, I don't I don't know. I mean, I could, I didn't know quite what I was getting into when I saw it originally in theaters, and and uh, I don't know if I could handle it. Well, the director's cut. It's funny. I was reading about the changes to the director's cut, and it seems like it's the same case as the Wicker Man. So the differences between the UK and the US cut of the Wicker Man is for the US cut, they shortened it by pulling out. Uh, his 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 uh, second night there, and so they actually in Midsummer it takes place over more. There's more. There's another night okay. that we get to see. So right. it's funny that it had yet another comparison to Wicker Man. <laughs> nice. Um. So yeah, it didn't make my list. Yeah. And, and another reason why I'm I'm supporting Florence Pugh's win for uh, there you go for uh, there you have for it. supporting actors. Yeah. She's had a great year. I also want to see that fighting with my family. I've heard a lot of good things about it. That looks too. like fun. Yeah. My number eight, I guarantee, is higher on your list somewhere, but I don't know where, is uh, The Irishman. Yeah. Is it much higher? It's great. Yeah, significantly higher. Great. So what is your seven? My seven is A Hidden Life. I haven't seen it. No. And You fucking Malik fanboy. I'm not. Okay. We'll deal with that. I do adore Malik, because Malik makes the kind of movies that if I was a filmmaker that that's the type of movie that I would want to make. Um, I now I haven't seen the two really big dips. You know, people didn't have a lot of love for Night of Cups and Song to Song, and I still haven't seen those two. Um, but this really felt like a great bookend to the because he started the decade with uh, Tree, Tree of, of Life, Life yeah. which is just magnificent in every way. I definitely need to rewatch. I mean, I I know I I liked it, but I I'd only seen did you, it. The did one you pick time. up the Criterion? With I did the, with the yeah. longer cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, and magnificent. Uh, but yeah, it just it when I when I thought about it in the context of so many different things, his his career, this decade, where we're at as a as a society and as a planet it just it's so important and it's not getting enough love and fuck you disney for not putting it out in the way that it should have been put out i know it's three hours long and you're going to lose a screening a day but this film is so important in a way that you know jojo rabbit is essentially telling a similar story about you know hatred and i i know they're both set in nazi germany and that's not to say that they should be compared just because of that but A Hidden Life did everything for me that Jojo Rabbit didn't. Okay. <laughs> and it's just, it's three hours and I didn't feel a minute of it. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's got the guy, August, August Deal, who was one of my favorite parts of Inglorious Bastards. 
that scene downstairs where they're playing the card game, he's the the captain that comes over okay. and sits with them, and they end up having the shootout. You know, I've yeah. got my Walther pointed yeah. at your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he steals, he steals that scene. And to see him carry a movie reaffirmed what I knew 10 years ago, that this guy is just incredible, and I hope he gets the break that he deserves. And hopefully this film will... It probably won't, because Disney are fucking assholes, and they haven't, like I said, marketed it the way they should have. But the idea is this. I think this movie should have given him the the vehicle that he needs to succeed and on, on a larger scale. Yeah. Anyway, it's magnificent, and you should see it as soon as possible. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of Disney being assholes, my number seven is Toy Story 4. Wow. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, man. Oh, I, it's good. And and I, I, I don't... Th- it's manipulative, but it's good. Sure. Not in the same way that A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is manipulative. Yeah, but right. um, <laughs> And again, I, a lot of this has to do with, you know, again, we saw this in theaters with Stella and... I, now I, you're not going to deny the nostalgia factor, right? Oh, I mean that, no, that plays totally. heavily into it. But I do, I still do think though that they found a great way to introduce new characters. I don't know the character names, but like bringing Key and Peele in and Keanu Reeves. Um, I do always like how the 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 bad guy has a backstory and the the doll and the in the pawn shop. This honestly, I think this is one of Pixar's best quote-unquote villains because she's not really a villain exactly which yeah. is great she is the best sort of gray area character that i think maybe pixar have ever written in one of their movies i i, I think that I, I think it's got great messages i love how bo peep has changed over time and i know we we briefly mentioned because we talked about it before on a previous episode that it's not really a woody and buzz movie and it's not at all and i do think it was really emotional yeah. watching them have to part ways yeah I, it was and i i thought it was great well, while I'm while I'm thinking about that specifically, I saw another ad for for Disney Plus, and in all the clips of the movies that they're showing that are available on Disney Plus, they show the end of Toy Story Four. <laughs> what? I mean, I get that anybody that wanted to see it has seen it by now, but come on, guys, like, get your shit together. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, and I, and I, maybe we already talked about it, but did you get the same feeling walking out of it that I did? I walked into it going. Well, I'm going to see this because Liz wants to see it, and I'm kind of curious as well. And it's nice to be able to go see it at a 21 and over where there aren't kids for a start. <laughs> but um, is this necessary? Like, the, as a trilogy, Toy Story wraps itself up really nicely. It's got a fantastic ending that everybody loves. Do we really need this sort of epilogue in and, a sense? And I, I and I, I walked out going, yeah, they justified it. Yeah, that's completely. that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I think you could say that about about any sequel almost is like, okay, well, do we need it? And and at the end of it, everybody's going to have their own answer to that question. And it's, it's Pixar's Jason Bourne. Except good. Well, no, and I'm not talking about the Renner one. I'm talking about the, the fourth one. That oh, didn't I haven't seen that. Oh, so I, I, I liked it a lot. Okay. Like a lot more. It's, it's, in my estimation, it's much better than it deserves to be. And that's the same way I feel about Toy Story 4. Okay. Like it shouldn't be this good. Oh, sure. Yeah, There's I agree. no reason for I it agree. to be this good, but yeah. f- fuck you for making it so good. <laughs> All right. What's your number six? My number six is Motherless Brooklyn. Okay. Which you, you still haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Yeah, which is I think it's available on digital now to I need to I need to pick it up and Th- watch it again because I can't right. I can't wait to see it again. And I need to I had it as a recommend episodes and episodes back and I need to correct a mistake that I made or rather Ooh. didn't make is that I couldn't remember the name of the female lead and that I was really disappointed in myself for that, for not having done enough research or for taking that note. So Gugu Mbatha Ra plays the uh the female lead in it and she is just fantastic she was in 
Bell and the live action version of Beauty and the Beast and also that uh, concussion movie with oh. Will Smith. Did you see that no. concussion? No, no, I wanted to see that and for whatever reason didn't get around to it. But, yeah. I mean, just to talk about Motherless Brooklyn again for a couple of minutes, the cast is stacked. If you want me to go down it again, it's uh, Edward Norton, uh, Willem Dafoe, Alec Baldwin, uh, Bruce Willis in a small role at the beginning. And it's I'm so glad that Norton was finally able to make this because I think it was in development for something like 15 years. And it was just everything that I love about that type of period movie. Like Liz and I walked out of it and she went, that's that's a you movie. You know what I mean? Because I love, you know, I've got my predisposition to gangster period pieces as it is anyway. And it's yeah. just... I was surprised that it ended up making my top 10, but the more I thought about it, the higher it started to... And this is this is what I'm talking about. This is that sort of middle bit that kept flip-flopping back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And finally, I... All right, it's it's the morning of recording. I got to nail this down. So. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how I felt today. Yeah, yeah. So it's that actually... Midsummer, I feel comfortable at number eight, but I kept flipping Hidden Life and, and Motherless Brooklyn back sure. and forth. And I think it comes down to the fact that I think I'm going to re-watch Motherless Brooklyn probably more often than I watch A Hidden Life. Sure. Yeah. So that's why it lands at number six. And I, again, just so happy Norton was able to make it. My number six is Joker. All right. I can't deny that that film caused a stir in me. Um, yeah. And, you know, when it got done, Melissa and I had a car ride before we had to get pick up the girls and, I mean, it, it was a movie that we really talked about a lot, and I, I don't know. I, I I don't think it deserved all the nominations it got, um, and I think I think Todd Phillips did a fine job directing. I don't think he should have been nominated, but I it I, and it's not. I don't just think it's about Joaquin's performance, although I think it is mesmerizing and beautiful. I do think that this movie has a lot to say, actually, and I think that there's a really great anti-Oscar campaign happening right now against it. And that's fine. I, don't, I mean, that isn't ultimately, I don't really care about that. Um, but I, I do really think that there's a message beneath all the, the outside chaos of this movie. Um, and whether or not we, we want to see it or whether or not we want to um, give a movie like this accolades, you know, that's, that's, that's a conversation to have. Um, I, I really, I, I found empathy towards the character. And I think that's, that's what, that's what, what we're meant to deal with is how, how should we feel about that? That at the beginning of this, we do feel for this guy. I think I just thought it raised some interesting questions and I, I can't deny the way that it like affected me. I definitely was moved by this movie in, in a lot of different ways. Now, when we talk about the number of nominations that it has, yeah. Do you think that in any way, shape, or form, this is... We've talked about buyer's remorse before when it comes to the Academy, like Million Dollar Baby getting Best Picture instead of Mystic River the year before. Do you think this has anything to do with the lack of love, apart, obviously, from supporting actor posthumously for Heath Ledger, anything to do with the lack of love for comic book movies in general and the outrage that The Dark Knight didn't get more awards attention is well, like this is a chance to correct that a decade or so later i don't think so no you i think don't. it you think it's sta- it's it's strong enough to stand on its own merits i i, I do yeah okay. i do and plus you know you gotta you gotta give black panther the love that it got last year you know so we can't say that this was the first movie the first comic book movie to get nominated because it, it's not 
happened with Black Panther. Um, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, but no, I do. Th- I do think it is. I, but it's not like I think a lot of like I, I understand picture. I don't agree with the director, but I, I get in the realm of how it got swept up. I get why it's there. But a lot of the like I, I disagree with editing and both sound sound mixing and sound editing. I don't I don't quite understand. I did like now, the score. I now it's up for costume design as well. Yeah. I just, how do you, how yeah, do you feel about that? Not good. Yeah. Not that that yeah. So I, I I don't understand all of the nominations. Like it doesn't a lot of them, like I said, like they don't make sense to me. I think there are other movies probably more deserving of filling those spots. That being said, I still really now, enjoy it. Now the to movie. close that conversation, I'm pretty convinced it's gonna win costume design. Just because they're just going to throw as much love as they can. Oh, see, at this and I, thing. Do, I don't think that. No. I, I don't think that. I think this could honest. I mean, it won't be the same thing. But like, Gangs of New York had ten nominations when it came out. One nothing. I think this is going to win one. I on well, maybe two. I might win score, but I do think it's not going to win as. It's not going to. Oh, I hope not. My my choice for score is nineteen seventeen. That moved me. I really so much. Besides Star Wars, I think they're all. I really like the scores to all of those movies. Yeah. No, they're all great. I yeah. just I nineteen seventeen is the the standout. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my six. Okay. Top half. Top, Top half. half. Here we go. All right. So my number five. Yes. Or do you want to switch it up? Do you want to go? Oh, I don't care. All right. I'll go. <laughs> my number five is the lighthouse. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That it really it shook me. This movie just got in my head and under my skin, and I just could not stop thinking about it i mean we talked about it at length in our in our catch-up episode yeah god i just can't wait to see it again i I just can't it's gonna be a movie that i'm looking at the lighthouse like there will be blood i'm probably gonna watch this movie once a year yeah for probably the next decade i it i didn't see it with melissa so it's one that i will i will want to watch again soon because yeah and liz didn't see it all she kind of came in at the end so i'm like excited to like go through the whole thing with her yeah my number five is Marriage Story. My number four is Marriage Story. Ah, nice, 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 nice. There you nice. go. And again, that's another one we we talked up during our catch up episode. If you want to go back and listen to that, yeah. But are there any are there any more points that you've come to appreciate about it over the last few weeks? Um, I just because I had my rant. About yeah, people getting out and get off your cell phones and go have a human interaction. I just I just really like how honest and specific. And real it felt. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I just to preach the, the fact that they, they sing two songs from company, which I, I love that musical. But it's, Oh, and Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson need to work together again as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're amazing. I just, I, what, and I, as much as I hear Star Wars sucked, what a year for him. Like, what, yeah. A, I, yeah, the, the Don Quixote movie, uh, the reports. Uh, what else am I missing? Star Wars and this? And, is, yeah, there, think, is there some? Oh, no, there's one more. Uh, he did a, a Jarmusch movie last oh, year. Oh, that's right. The Dead Don't Die. Dead Don't Die, which yeah. I haven't seen yet. I, haven't I, seen I love either. Jarmusch. I yeah. can't wait to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we said a lot on this before. So, yeah. 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 Uh, so, my four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I expected that to be higher. I expected that to be one or two for you. Uh, well, no. No, no, no. Um, I, it's not. Right. Is it much it's, higher? It's higher for me. Okay, okay. So, what is your three? My three is The Irishman. Okay. And that was that was my eight. All right. So I mean, again, that was our recommend at the top of uh, Raging Bull. Yeah. If you haven't heard the Raging Bull episode, go check that out because it's a great episode. Check it Adam out. Adam and I, we get at it. We come to blows. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even realize I made a pun. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it's I I think kind of like Little Women. It's not higher because I wasn't moved as much. It doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and and we watched it in one. We have two kids. We watched it in one sitting. Yeah, for those of you breaking it up and stop that. Yeah. Stop it. Find the three hours. I know you have it in you. Find and, it and do it. And I, I, I do think I do think it's a great film. Um And I think I mentioned that and the thing that I'll come back to is that Scors I feel like Scorsese's career had been building to this. Yeah. Like if if this was the film he decided to go out on and be like, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I hope he doesn't. I, I hope he doesn't either, but it's almost, but it's like it just—it's like that that last that last look of De Niro at the end of the movie. It's like, oh, but I kind of almost wish that it w- can yeah. this be your last movie? Yeah. It almost seems like ah, that that's it. This Damn is it. it. This is the culmination of one of the greatest careers in film her- history. Certainly, I think the greatest career in American film history. It's just like it's the it 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 it. it 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 feeds us it feeds us the gangster shit that we like so much of his and yet it shows the restraint in a lot of the, of the other movies that don't get talked about so much of his well yeah it's so it, grounded in one of the biggest battles in his life and his battle with religion i mean he's made a great trilogy about religion with last temptation kundun and um silence. silence i haven't seen silence i need to uh, yeah you do yeah you really do right. um because that made my 10 best of the year that year. Ooh. It, yeah. It was a little lower on the list, but it made the list. Sure. Um, yeah. It's just that I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It's the culmination of the greatest career in American film history. Now, I will, I will go on record and say that my favorite scene in the movie is it's Pesci and Pacino. It's Pesci oh. trying. I, I, I and just, how long I had that been coming? Fuck. I, that scene is so good. I, I ugh. Man, it's just so good, and you can feel them. There's a one-upmanship there, that, which isn't showy, but it's, the, it's lurking not, yes. just beneath the surface. These two guys, oh they've been watching each other their entire careers. They so know what they're capable good. of. Oh, it's just, it's perfect. That's a, that's a num 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 num. It is. Yeah, just oh, give me all so of it. Good. All of it. It's put it, so good. Put it in my face. I want it all. You know what? It just talking about it. Is it going up it, your yeah. list? So so it was at eight. <laughs> It just it just jumped to six. Okay, Joker and Toy Story are moving down. Yeah, come on, Irishman's let's let's up. get real. Irishman's come on, up. man. Yeah, what a year for Netflix too. I know. My God, these guys, two popes and uh, Dolomite is my name. Marriage Story, well, and, Irishman. And I got I, this. Might be a good place now to say I just I I love this. I got I saw a tweet today that. Four of the movies that Netflix produced this year that were released are going to be Criterion Collections. I've isn't seen that, all of them. Great. I've seen all of them. I can't wait. I'll pay full price for that. I won't wait for a 50% Irishman, off. I'll buy story, that Irishman one. Um, the, the documentary American Factory and Atlantics. Which, have you seen Atlantics? I have not. That movie is weird. Yeah? Yeah. It's I, I, we, I, we don't have time, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write it down right now. I'm going to write it right underneath. So I'm going to tell you my three. Shot. My three isn't on your list. And I, you might be surprised it's this high, and it is Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I just wasn't that moved by it, man. I like, I get it, and it's fun. It's fun in the same way that Ford Ferrari was. I'm like, that was fun. I enjoyed myself. But I, it was it, see, and I think maybe I really, I really bought into it. it was it was fun, but th- I also found it really moving. I really did. I loved the stuff with I Thomas and Mackenzie, and I can't remember that kid's name. The but the main boy. Um, 
I just I, I loved it. I thought when it was funny, it was on. I like. <laughs> well, that's that's to to Taika's strength. He knows how to get yeah. great. He's he's like Spielberg. He knows how to great get great performances out of kids. If you go back and see Hunt for the Wilder People, I haven't seen the that. the lead kid in that, and he's got to play off of Sam Neill. Yeah, which, I mean, that's that's a big ask. Yeah, I I fucking I just really really enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. No, and I and I get it. Yeah, I, I I understand the love for it. It just didn't. And I feel like the marketing maybe let it down a little bit. All the good shits in the trailer. See, and I, 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 I mean, there's still some surprises. This, there's still some fun shit. I've in there. mentioned this before, and it's going to come up again in, in a few minutes. But I, fuck trailers. Yeah. I hate trailers. Yeah. Fuck trailers. Yeah, I know. I just can't. Yeah, I know. And for that reason. Yeah. And I, I don't want, I don't want movies to be ruined for me anymore. I don't. Like, and I think. I think for people like us who who like we we follow directors, we follow actors, we follow uh, screenwriters. Like we like if there's a movie coming out, I don't and and I know who's like behind it. That's enough for me. Now and yeah, maybe absolutely. maybe yeah. maybe with a like a like a brand new, you know, like there's somebody up and coming that I don't know about. Maybe I do need to see it because if I go off name alone, maybe I won't. But for the most part, trailers ruin movies. I'm just gonna say it. They fucking yeah. ruin movies. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Jojo Rabbit's my number three, and, and that's great. Like I said, I get it. There's a moment where he the, and it was in all the trailers that bit where he's like, you know, people used to say, ah, who is this guy? He's gonna get us all killed, and the little shrug that he does, I'll, that's great. I'll never get over how good that shrug. I is love, I love does. the main guy's best friend, the chubby kid. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, that's so. I I think it's great. So I think our oh, our, and Sam Rockwell, just really quick. Oh Sam yeah, Sam Rockwell. Oh, he's so good. I think they're and the, I, what I was going to say earlier is Rebel Wilson isn't in it too much because I think yes. she's too much. Yes, and she's in it just enough. Yes, just enough. I think our top two, whether the ordering is the same, I think. Oh, maybe. Oh, God. <gasps> I don't know. What's your number two? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, you! I do hate you. I do hate you because you now you know what's number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's not on your list, so yeah. Uh, so that was my four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I. Did you see Brad Pitt's acceptance speech at the SAGs? I, I watched. Uh, no. May, you. I've treat, heard, I've heard, no, but I've heard that the, the the feet thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He separated more women from their shoes in the TSA. Yes. It, it, the speech is more than just that. It is genuinely one of the best acceptance speeches. All the jokes aside, I've never. Heard, I've, it's amazing. Also, yeah. he he makes a little jab at. He he's. This is why he's. I mentioned earlier he's becoming America's sweetheart all over again. He's able to poke fun at himself, and there's there's like three jabs at himself yeah. during that little speech, and then it's a really rousing speech about what that community is and what that industry does. I mean, it's an amazing speech. Yeah, I mean, I, we we've, we've talked about this before uh, earlier. I mean, way back when. Uh, I I I like. I really like, and this I, I I I just find it an interesting year. This this is a lot like to me. It's a lot like the Irishman, where we're getting we're getting what we what we know and come, have come to expect from him, and yet it's less. I I do I think a lot of people thought this was going to be an inglorious bastards Django. Where's all the gore? And and that's what I liked about it was that we still got it, but it was much more than that. It feels like. Uh... If you were to compare it to another film in in his filmography, it's, it's more like Jackie Brown Absolutely. than anything else. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's the like, only thing that comes that that it's close that like even that. comes close. So I'm like, okay, no, this is still a Tarantino movie, but it's it's a departure. Yeah, 
I mean, we still, like you said, we still get a it's, very heavy dose of Tarantino. It's his sweetest the, movie. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's a love letter. Yeah. It's a love letter to old Hollywood. Well, that, that yes, that too. But also, like, the, the friendship that these two have. And, and Margot Robbie, I, I, I heard somebody the other day that, you know, the best, some of the best stuff in the movie is, is her watching herself in the movie in the movie theater. And oh, that's she's true. Great. There's there's an innocence to it, yeah, because yeah. that it could have felt very manufactured and very full of itself and yeah. very self aware, but it, she brings a great weight of innocence and just loveliness to it. She's yeah. just so she's so lovely. Yeah, I, I can't think of another word. She's just great. No, yeah, Mar- and, I fucking Margot Robbie is the shit. And, I, and like I just said, Adam Driver and, and Scarlett Johansson need to work together as soon as possible. We just can we never separate Brad Pitt and Leo again. <laughs> <laughs> These two were meant to be on screen together. That, that yeah, it was great. I can't it believe great. it took this fucking long for it to happen. Yeah. Um. Well, my number two is your number one. Yeah, and that's 1917. Yeah. So Parasite would have been number thirteen had we did like, oh, done like a top twenty. Fuck you. Or I'm sorry, the hype killed it. And 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 that's. Yeah, I yes. It's a great it's it's better than a good movie. It is a great movie. It's just not greater than anything else in my tent. Oh, that's that's pure nonsense. Let's talk about 1917 first. Yeah. Um this is a movie that works despite knowing the the trick. Yeah. Um I I mean, I was in like god, I you know, the cinematography is just, just just so gorgeous. And after the first two moments where you you see where they cut, I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm not I'm I, I real I get that it's a it's a trick. I get that it's supposed to look like one shot and it's not but that it's was not a, distracting in the same way it is in in Arito films. Well, and that, Melissa and I were talking about this, and I go with with Birdman, it doesn't make any sense that it's in one shot because it'll it, the, the period of time is is over much, weeks much longer. This is it, the real time factor is great. That that really helps the film, and unlike Uncut Gems, which was ruined for me by the, all the breaks, we saw this in theaters, we saw it uninterrupted, we we were just there, and it it really helped. I mean, the viewing experience can make can really make or break where a movie goes on your list, and we 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 saw this the right yeah right time right. Place. And there's a moment where Liz where the uh, the trench collapses, Liz jumped out of her Jesus chair. Jesus Christ! There's a moment where I out loud said oh my god like i actually and i felt bad i didn't say it loud it yeah. wasn't distressed but i i caught myself out loud saying oh my god in the last like 30 minutes of the movie i don't want to ruin anything but there was a moment where i it shocked me so that i i audibly registered it which never happens and, which and is why it's number one there there's one there's a moment and, and, and i you know it's in all the trailers if you look if you, if you see a picture of the movie it's it's on everything but it's when he's running across the field or well, is it the moment before where he's making the decision well, that's that not, that's well, what he has but that's to what do. i was going to say is is like in, in in almost any other movie that should feel so schmaltzy and and hokey and like oh god just give it a rest i get it I didn't feel that way at all. They they earned it. <laughs> yeah, they really And did. I think there's there's that shot of him looking up out of the trench, deciding and coming to the realization of what he has to do. I think is going to become one of the most iconic shots in film history. And I I, I want to say something else just just while we're here. I love Sam Mendes movies. I, I, I Sam I, Mendes hasn't made a bad movie. I still think that American Beauty is great. I wrote to Perdition might be in the top 10 films I've ever seen. A top That has a real special place in, wow. in my heart. No, and I, and I love it, but that's great to hear I, you say that. I, I think Jarhead is good. I haven't seen it very recently. 
I think Revolutionary I did, I did watch it right before 1917. Oh, yeah. And I fell in love with it all over again. I think Revolutionary Road is a hard movie to watch, but well made. And that for, was my second favorite film of 2008. For anybody who shits on Away We Go, fuck you. I that, think it's charming as all hell. That movie's perfect. Skyfall is Spectre. And he did, did he do Spectre? He did Spectre too, which a lot of people shit on. But I, I need to say, now that's going to, I won't go, I won't do a big Bond thing before, but Spectre before I have to, because I wasn't impressed with it. Now you're you're slowly working through all the bonds, yeah. right? I think once you come back around to it, you'll you may find the same appreciation for it that I did. That if you were to if you were to digitally remove Daniel Craig and drop in period Connery, it would be seamless because I feel like Spectre is the kind of movie they would have made had they been able to back yeah. in the sixties. It is it's a quintessential Bond movie. It ticks all the right boxes. And it's, I don't know, Spectre just really, really moved me. Not as much as Skyfall, but sure, it, yeah. it, it adds fuel to the fire of the argument that Sam Mendes hasn't made a bad movie. Yeah. Every single film he's made, in my mind, he's batting a thousand, even more so than Nolan, because Interstellar can still fucking suck it. Uh, yes. yes. That's, that's a crazy, I, I, I think I like Nolan films more, but I can't disagree with the, the batting a thousand. That's, yeah. that's, he is. He's, that's, bat, he's batting like a thousand. That. I like that. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Okay, in so fact, he's in contention with Paul Thomas Anderson as my heir to Kubrick's throne. Yeah, but uh, oh, oh, well, I, I, I can't get on that. His, his films are a little more personal, which is why Anderson would have the edge. Sure. So my number one is Parasite. Yeah. Um, and and I, I and I loved it. I and I, I, said, I really did love it. I said a lot about it on our recap. It was my number one then. It's my number one now. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I don't want to say too much except for I'll say that I didn't want to kind of go back. I did not see a single trailer for this movie. I just I I heard it's really I, good. I didn't see a you trailer see either. It. Yeah. Um. And uh, I I the fact that I didn't know what to expect really helped. Um. And I I it's a movie that didn't I don't I didn't feel like it beat me over the head with what it was trying to say, and but it said so much. No, it, it said did so much. I I appreciated. Uh, I loved the social commentary in it. I loved the all the all the performances in it are astoundingly good. The end's a little hinky. No, see, and that's the end did something. It, it ticked like so. Melissa likes a nice wrapped up ending, and I tend to like a more open ended ending. Um, and so when he when the it's the letter when the letter's being read and Song King Ho comes out from the bottom and goes to the backyard and you we know, should have said spoiler alert, fuck but it. I yeah, care. whatever. Um, I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this ending. And then you realize, no, no, he hasn't he hasn't earned that yet. I was like, oh yeah. No, no, it, it's it's oh. good. It's just it's it's just hinky. I don't know. You're I don't hinky. I don't I don't feel like what it. What the fuck is hinky? It's, it's, it's hinky. It's hinky. There you go. That's hey. a, there's a fugitive reference for you. Go go watch oh, that movie. That's fucking yeah. great. Don't go making up words in front of me. I love it. <laughs> give, you, give me a chocolate donut while you're thinking with some sprinkles with on it. With the sprinkles. Yeah. Um no, I just <laughs> I don't feel like it needed that ending. I would have rather a harder cut to the ending. And yeah. even an even more open ended ending. Yeah, but I the the tension in it is oh, it's cr- so they, good. he builds it so goddamn well. Yeah, yeah, just not as good as Uncut Gems. Disagree. Yeah. Um. So there. Wait. But there you have it. Um. There's so our top I, ten. Do you want to run down yours? I'll run down mine. Yeah. So my my ten uh, now because it switched a little bit. Um. My ten is little ten is Little Women. Number nine, Long Shot. Number eight, 
Toy Story 4. Number 7, Joker. Number 6, The Irishman. Number 5, Marriage Story. Number 4, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number 3, Jojo Rabbit. Number 2, 1917. And number 1, Parasite. And alternatively, my top 10, Uncut Gems at the Bottom Working Up, Little Women, Midsummer, Hidden Life, Motherless Brooklyn, The Lighthouse, Marriage Story, The Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917 at number one. There you go. So, um, as always, please let us know what, you know, what what are your top ten? Let us know what you thought of, of the the 2019 in film in general. Um, so find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know your lists. Um, you can support the show at patreon.com slash 1001 by one. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play. What are the other ones? Apple Podcasts. Podomatic. They're great. Yeah, Podomatic. They're all, all the places. Um, uh, so stay, Wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, you can find us. Um, stay tuned next week as we talk about a very, very patriotic film. A very uh, American film. One that I... Well, we're not coming back till it's over over there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so uh, until then, I'm Adam. And I'm Ian. And we will see you next week. Bye.